I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, March 2nd. Here are today's headlines. We are coming to you live today from the Conservative Political Action Conference just outside Washington, D.C., where we are talking with lawmakers and leading conservative voices. Earlier today, I had the chance to sit down with South Carolina Republican Congressman Ralph Norman to discuss America's growing national debt. The congressman says that Republicans have a plan to address that debt. You can catch our full conversation on the show tomorrow morning. Also, we will have some exclusive bonus content that's coming as bonus episodes on the Daily Signal podcast. Tyler O'Neill is sitting down with Give, Send, Go's Heather Wilson. And Elizabeth Troutman, she had the chance to catch up with pro-life advocate and founder of And Then There Were None, Abby Johnson. We're going to be releasing these episodes this week, so be sure to be watching the Daily Signal podcast. You see all of those interviews come out. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get to today's news. Well, President Joe Biden appeared to believe women are not the only gender who can become pregnant. In his 2023 Women's History Month proclamation, Biden said he will defend reproductive freedom for all Americans, regardless of their gender or gender identity. Leaders in the Biden administration have previously used language that indicates they believe men can become pregnant. The White House's 2022 fiscal year budget replaced the word mothers with birthing people. And the Democrats' May 2022 abortion bill used the word person to refer to those who bear and give birth to children instead of the words woman, women, and female. While Biden's Women's History Month proclamation fails to state that pregnancy is something only women can experience, the proclamation does put an emphasis on abortion. The president mentioned abortion and reproductive rights five times in his announcement and cited women's suffrage once, according to the Daily Signal's Elizabeth Troutman. The Biden administration continues to promote abortion. Biden said in his proclamation that he has called on Congress to pass a law securing the right to choose. About half of the states across America have laws on the books protecting the unborn. Crime is front and center in the Chicago mayor race. Remember that Chicago incumbent mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her bid for re-election and conceded the race on Tuesday night. Because no candidate won a majority of the vote, the top two candidates will now compete in a runoff. Voters will choose between Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson at the polls in April. The Daily Signal's Jarrett Stepman has been following the mayor's race in Chicago, and he joins us now. Jarrett, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. So, Jarrett, why do you think that Lori Lightfoot, after just one term in office, why do you think that she didn't win that bid for re-election? Yeah, it is pretty amazing that this is, I think there's been 40 years now since an incumbent mayor has lost uh, in the city of Chicago, and she is a Democrat in a very much majority Democrat city. Uh, she made some statements before the election actually concluded that the reason she might lose is because of, she basically concluded it was racism and sexism. Uh, I would say that would be that would be quite news given the fact that she won uh, just not too long ago with 70% of the vote. I think it's very clear what's happening in Chicago, like it is with many big blue cities around the country, that you've had a serious disintegration of law and order. You've had a massive crime spike in the last few years, especially since the, the riots of 2020. Chicago got hit particularly hard. 
uh, crime is out of control. I mean, I think you saw this in polls leading up to the election. I think uh, there was one poll that was conducted in early February saying that over 60% of the people in Chicago feel personally unsafe on a day-to-day -day basis in the city. And, and it's very clear. I mean, this is not necessarily even an ideological thing. When people don't feel safe in their homes, they don't feel safe walking down the street, crime is obviously escalating, not just violent crime, but other kinds of property theft. Uh, people feel very uncertain about the leadership in the city. And the reality is, is Mayor Lightfoot, even though she's kind of reversed herself from time to time, she was very supportive of the defund the police movement. She went after police uh, when the police were, were down and out. And I think that's created a lot of the problems that they see there now. And the people of, of Chicago, uh, even though it is a very liberal city, I think to a certain extent have had enough yeah. of what's happening. So whether whether Vallis or Johnson are are chosen to be the next mayor by the people of Chicago, um, they're both Democrats. But what is the work that they have ahead of them regarding getting crime under control? What do what steps do they need to take? Uh, absolutely, I think one of the I mean there have been multiple issues in the city of Chicago. I think the defund the police movement is obviously a failure and it's broken. I think there needs to be a serious change in rhetoric uh, coming from the mayor's office. I think unfortunately they have a problem in Chicago with a rogue prosecutor, Kim Fox, who is a Soros-backed prosecutor. Uh, this is this is a problem not just, it's, it's the law and the order aspect of this. It's not just boosting the police and making sure the police have the funding and support they need, but also having a, a legal system which will actually prosecute people uh, for crimes that are taking place in the city. I think that's been one of the major issues in Chicago as it has been in many other cities where the criminals know that they can get away with petty crimes, with larger crimes, uh, and it's created a real hotbed. And once these things become entrenched in a city, to really turn things around requires uh, a systematic uh, demolition of crime, like what we saw in New York in the 1990s, where you had more aggressive crime fighting techniques, where a lot of the hot spot areas where a lot of violence has taken place are more rigorously policed. Uh, the left doesn't like a lot of these things that have taken place. They've called these, these policies racist and all kinds of terrible things. But the reality is this does help get crime under control. It makes it a safer, better environment where people can rise up in life where they're not getting victimized on a daily basis. I think having a mayor who is supportive of those things would not immediately turn around the city, but would eventually get it on the right path. Hmm. Jarrett Stetman at The Daily Signal. We appreciate your reporting on this. Thank you very much. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, today. This marks the first time the two world leaders spoke in person since Russia invaded Ukraine just over a year ago. The two talked at the G20 summit in India today, and Blinken told him to end this war of aggression. The conversation lasted less than 10 minutes. Blinken said of the meeting afterwards that he told the foreign minister to engage in meaningful diplomacy that can produce a just and lasting peace. Blinken says he also urged the Russian leader to rejoin the New START nuclear agreement with America. Remember that Russia recently announced it was pulling out of the arms agreement. Meanwhile, in Ukraine today, the Ukrainian military says the threat of Russian missiles is still high. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. 
Join us tomorrow morning for a conversation with Ralph Norman. As I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, we are talking about our country's national debt and Republicans' plan to get spending under control. Thanks for that, Virginia. And in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. We hope that you all have a great night and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.